the belt of truth in our armor of God. There is uh, two more after this. I don't know if there's, uh, I may join the next two together. But um, there is enough for a good couple of sermons on the belt of truth. And I just want to show us a couple of pictures before we go on. I'm sure you've seen workmen with a, with a tool belt on. And um, it is convenient, especially when you're up a ladder, to have all your tools in your belt. And very much the same, that's exactly what the belt of truth is, because on it we hang our faith and the gospel and the word and uh, everything that we've learnt about. So we don't need a belt like that because uh, that all, all that's good for is to hold up your pants. You can't put any, you can't put any tools in it. So we, we definitely need a belt where we can put everything we need for our daily walk with God. And we will see that the belt of truth is Jesus. He is the one. He is the one that is our all in all. We don't need anything more than Jesus. And we will see that the Bible says that God did a miracle. He placed you and I in Jesus. So it's the belt of truth that is Jesus. And just to, just to show you, not only the men can wear a, a tool belt, there's, lady, there's belts for ladies too. So it is, uh, it is important for us to understand that we need to put on this belt. And uh, Pilate asked the most incredible question straight after he had spoken to Jesus. Let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 18. Gospel of John, chapter 18. Verse 38. Verse 37. Let's make it verse 37. Then Pilate said to him, so you, are, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate asks that most incredible question after just hearing what the truth is and speaking to the truth and, uh, and Jesus explaining so nicely what the truth is, Pilate says, what is truth? You can see how far away from the truth Pilate's heart was. John chapter 1 verse 14. Guys, can you keep it down there, please? I'm going to be going through a lot of scriptures, so you're going to have to find them yourself, Russell. Thank you. 
John chapter 1, verse 14. Well, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. And um, just to let you know who this word is, if you go back to uh, verse 1 of that chapter, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was with God in the beginning. And all things were made through Him, and without Him was not, was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was in the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It is so important for us to understand who we're talking about. Jesus is the truth. There's no other than Jesus. In the same chapter, John chapter 1 verse 17. For the law was given through Moses. A statement that anybody would understand the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, if you've been around me long enough, you will know that I say that anywhere you see the word truth, you can substitute it with the word Jesus. And where you see the word grace, you can quite happily substitute it with the word Jesus. So truth is a person, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is a person the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. Grace and truth came through Jesus. John chapter 8. Verse 31 and 32. So Jesus said... To the Jews who had believed him. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Isn't that a great scripture? Jesus goes on to discuss who the father of these um, scribes and Pharisees are. But you see, you can only be set free by a person. And Jesus, when you come to know the truth, when you come to know the truth of his gospel and you have been enlightened by the Holy Spirit, in other words, you have received that revelation of your sin and your need for a redeemer and you make Jesus Lord of your life and you, for, and you ask him to forgive you of your sin, he sets you free. He sets you free from that old master that uh, kept us in bondage to unrighteousness and he sets us free so that we can serve God. Isn't that incredible? So we need, to put this, we need to put this belt on. Because now that we know that we're free, we need, to, we need to start putting all these tools in it. Faith. Don't leave home without your, your tool belt. And putting your faith in. And the word. And uh, we're going to see next week about the breastplate of righteousness. These things are so important. 
that we do not forget them off our belt. John 14. And verse 6. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. If you have known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Isn't that an incredible statement? There's a, there's a, there's a week of sermons here where Jesus says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that nobody comes to the Father except through him. Nobody comes to know the Father except through Jesus. He goes on to say, now that now you know the Father, and not only have you not only do you know the Father, but you've seen the Father. In other words, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. So this this truth is so important to us. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's none other. And um, it was so easy to prepare this message just going through John because John is, the me- John is the gospel where he identifies himself as God so often. It's the, it's the, uh, um, it's the gospel with, a, with the seven I am's where he, he makes these incredible statements and, and, and this is one of those where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except understanding this truth, understanding and bowing the knee to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other truth. There's no other truth that leads you to eternal life. There are many other religions that will tell you that they will give you all sorts of stuff, but they will not tell you that they can lead you to eternal life. Jesus is the only one. God is the only one that offers us an eternity with him at his side forever and ever, whatever that means. God is our Father, and because of this truth, this the scripture says, you you. If you have known me, you have known my Father also. From now on you do not know him. Sorry, from now on you do know him and you have seen him. Isn't that incredible that we can see the Father? You see, we can see Jesus in one another. This is so great. The last two days I just saw so many guys coming to help and I saw Jesus in them standing there in the the cold wind tunnel and uh, smiles on their faces and just, just just, great, because that's, ex- that's exactly what you expect from Jesus, laying down his life, because that's what he does. He lays down his life for others. And somebody mentioned that scripture. You know, there's, there's many ways of laying down your life for your friends and your brothers. And uh, let me tell you now, I saw people laying down their lives for people they don't even know, people we haven't even seen. And you can only do that when you've got the love of Christ in you. Chapter 16, verse 13. 
Jesus is talking and he's saying that he is going to send a comforter. And he says, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will speak, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I, sh <clears throat> I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. There's just the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the Trinity is in all these scriptures talking about the Father and the Spirit and the Son. So there's no way we can deny the Holy Spirit because the truth is in the center of it. I don't know if you've ever, if ever noticed this. The Father always mentioned first, then it's the Son and the Spirit. Jesus is sandwiched in between this. And I'll never forget, I always battled until a couple of years ago, 10 years ago, I battled with this, with who the Holy Spirit is, because in the, in the King James, it's the Holy Ghost. He's, he's referred to as the Holy Ghost, until somebody uh, in a message said that, G, that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, gentle, meek, and that he brings all truth to us. Let's read that scripture again. It's, so, it's such, a, such a wonderful scripture. And when the spirit of truth comes, the spirit of truth. So in other words, the spirit is identified with Jesus. When the spirit of Jesus comes, when the spirit of the Father comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. You see, I, I, I keep telling us how important it is to draw close to Jesus because when you're drawing close to Jesus and you get to know Jesus, you're getting to know the Father. Isn't that great? That's how easy it is to get next to, 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 to the Father, is to draw near to Jesus. And we do that through the Holy Spirit. And guys, I want you guys to, 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 to see what this scripture is saying. You never need to worry about false doctrine if you are close to Jesus. Why? Because it says that the Spirit will lead you into all truth. You test every scripture, ev sorry, every doctrine against the Word of God, and you say, Holy Spirit, you tell me if this is the truth or not. You've got to be sincere. You've got to... You've got to You've got to be proactive in this, guys, because what the doctrine you have in your life is important. It's very important because it either leads you astray from that fellowship with Jesus or it leads you to the Father. And where do we want to go? We want to be next to the Father. So this spirit of truth is so important because it leads us to Jesus. And leading us to Jesus leads us to the Father. Isn't that great? And what does the Spirit do? He will glorify me. For he will take 
what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus, sorry, the Holy Spirit takes what is Jesus and declares it to us. And all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Isn't that great? Everything that belongs to Jesus, he got from the Father. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will lead us. He will, he will lead and declare all that truth to us. Isn't that great? Guys, it's so important that we understand this. You know, we need to put on this belt. We need to know about Jesus. Really, because otherwise we... We're just going to be baby Christians for the rest of our lives. Otherwise, the Holy Spirit is never, ever going to be able to give us a nice, big, fat, juicy spiritual steak. There's nothing better than a nice T-bone steak. 22-ounce T-bone steak. It is so important for us to get to know this. John 17, verse 17 Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them. Now sanctification is, is that process which we go through on a daily basis. If you're a Christian, if you're born again, you will be sanctified by the Holy Spirit on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Sanctification is the proof of our salvation. If you are not born again, there will be no sanctification. There will be no process of sanctification in your life. And sometimes that sanctification leads to us going through hard times, trials and tribulations. Can you ask me afterwards, please? Thank you. You know, and it's, it's so important for us to understand that this is Jesus' prayer. And he's praying to the Father and he says, sanctify them with the truth. And what do we, we've, just, we've just understood that Jesus is the truth. And that the word is the truth. You see, these things are so, you can't, you can't separate them. So, you see, when God sanctifies us, when we are led through the valley of the shadow of death, let me tell you now, this world might be in the control of the devil, but Jesus is the author and the finisher of my faith. He's the one that leads me through the valley of the shadow of the death. He's the one who, who leads me with the rod and the staff. Now, we know what the staff is. The staff is the one with a hook on the end that the shepherd had, and he would be able to grab a, sh a sheep by the neck and pull it along and rescue it out of crags and all sorts. But we don't often speak about the rod that the shepherd has. And that's one of those statements that Jesus makes in John. He says, I'm the shepherd. I'm the good shepherd. And very often, God's got to use the rod on us. The Word has got to use the rod on us. Got to chastise us. That chastisement also is a proof that we are sons. Because you don't go and chastise the neighbor's children. You chastise your own children. So, so, so proof, if you've been chastised, praise God. Because you, it proves that you are his son and his daughter. Isn't that great? We're going to leave 
John for a while and go to Corinthians chapter 13, that wonderful verse, that wonderful chapter in Corinthians about love. But verse 6 is something so incredible. It says, Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but love rejoices in the truth. Isn't that great? Love rejoices in the truth. So we rejoice in Jesus. We've got nothing not to rejoice about. Rejoice, I say, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice in Jesus. Because he is the one that has started your salvation. He, first of all, he planned it with the Father before the foundations of the earth. And then he came along and undertook. He put that plan into action. And he came and died that incredible death for me after taking my sins upon himself. He's the one that did it. So we've got so much to rejoice about, guys. Really, so much to rejoice about. And it is great to hear that uh, Psalm 14 read by... 19. 18, sorry. We'll get there at the end. 18. That was read. And it, it's just great. Love rejoices in Jesus. Love rejoices in Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. Let's just go back, right back to verse 12. It says, To equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure and the statue of the fullness of Christ, so that we no longer may be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunningness, cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And how do we do that, guys? It says, if I can find it now, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way. Speaking the truth in love. And, you know, it's so important for us to do that. You know, sometimes we see a brother or sister that might not be on the right way, that might just be missing it slightly, and uh, we've got to speak the truth to them in love. We've got to... Be so gentle in, uh, in speaking to them. And uh, some, sometimes it is very difficult. But you see, the truth brings us to a place where we're no longer children, tossed 
to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. The truth grounds us in Jesus. And that's where we need to be grounded, in Jesus. We need to be grounded in Jesus. Now what happens if you, if you don't know the truth? We heard last week that we need to go and uh, preach the gospel. So let's see what the word says about those who do not know the truth. And we know what we're talking about. We're talking about those who do not know Jesus. Romans verse one, Romans 1 verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteous suppress the truth. So in other words, the wrath of God is against those. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against those who suppress the truth. And you know, it is, so, it, it is just so amazing how many people don't want to know anything about Jesus. So the wrath of God is revealed against them. So it's important for us to know the truth, to know Jesus. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress Jesus. As I say, you can replace the name of Jesus. You can, pray, you can replace truth with the name of Jesus. Verse 25. Because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the, crea the creature rather than the creator. Because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And that's so, 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 so prominent amongst the unsaved. They will deny that Jesus is the Son of God. We've had a certain uh, um, lady that comes in here on a Wednesday that's from a, from a I won't mention the, 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 the sect that she's from, but they don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And as a result, it leads down a road of heresy and big problems. Chapter 2, verse 8. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. Guys, we must not be scared to tell people that going down the path without Jesus leads to a, wrath, a path of wrath and fury. And you see, when you, when you don't obey the truth, you are self-seeking. In other words, you, look, you just want to, to gratify yourself. But when we're with Jesus, we like him. We start laying down our lives for others. And I think that's important. It's important for us to be wearing our belts. The belt of truth. And guys, really, our, our, our Christianity is shallow without the truth. Our Christianity is, is of infancy if we don't know Jesus in person. We need to strive to know Jesus. We need to, we need to have that as our main and only function because out of that everything is derived from knowing Christ. 
and him crucified. Because it's in that that we start laying down our own life and start dying to self when we know Jesus, the truth. Amen. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the fact that you, Jesus, are the truth. You are the, the way, the truth, and the life. You are the truth that points to the living God. We thank you for that. And Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this table that we're going to. We just pray that we will do it in obedience and do it in remembrance of you. Remembering the wonderful work that you've done on the cross. Remembering that without you there's no salvation. Without you there's no path to the Father. So Lord, we do thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen.